straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Will. And this is Legends TV Talk. Fellas, how you doing today? I'm wonderful, man. How are you? <laughs> I have the same zombie plague that assailed our heroes in this week's episode. I'm alive. Bad, bad <laughs> acting? No. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I woke up and I have some kind of like head cold or, or something, so be well, forewarned. We... We're doing this a little different today. For those of you listening, we're actually recording Saturday morning, so we all sound a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, it's my like... Saturday morning cartoons because of this. I know. Thanks there a lot. There are no more Saturday morning cartoons. Don't try to pull that on me. Did they get I can watch them on Hulu. I can watch them on Hulu. Oh, okay. Are there Warner Brothers on Hulu? We were looking for them today. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, you can watch... Sorry, it's a little... You yeah. can watch X-Men, the original X-Men cartoon on Hulu. Oh, really? that's good. I love that and show. Spider-Man. Oh, the Spider-Man for like from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, nice. You know, it, it, this is funny. I was I was actually watching. I, I think it was on Netflix, the original X-Men for a, a time, or maybe it was on Hulu. I don't know. But I was watching it, and there's this one particular scene in the first episode uh, where it's Professor Xavier, and he's sitting there in his little chair, and he's got this yellow and black striped tie on, and it shows him, and he's talking, and then it cuts over to another character, and then it comes back to him, and he's got a yellow and blue striped tie on, and then it cuts back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> his tie changes colors, and I'm sitting there wondering if that's Professor Xavier, like you know, manipulating my mind across the uh, the television, or if it's just poor animation uh, tactics. <laughs> Season two, episode four, Abominations, directed by Michael Alowitz, written by Mark Guggenheim and Ray Utarnichet. Hey, Kyle, Utarnichet, you buy it. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Kyle, what happened this episode, man? Well, when the legends discover a time aberration in 1863, they find themselves fighting for survival during the Civil War with Confederate soldiers who have been turned into zombies. With the Civil War outcome hanging in the balance, Jax must participate in a daring mission by going to a slave plantation with Amaya. Meanwhile, Sarah begins to feel the burden of the decisions she has, she has to make as leader, and Ray struggles to find his purpose on the team. And then they all hop on the train that's riding behind you. <laughs> Sorry. Literally, that train is like maybe a mile away. So I'm surprised you can actually hear that. That's great. Like no, I'll keep it. I'm keeping it in. As it was adding a, a Civil War feel to the whole thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it did. It did. Look at 1863 feel. So interesting. A uh, little bit of tidbit of information here at the beginning of this episode. Uh, I mentioned that. The aberration took place in 1863 in Hines County, Mississippi. Now, I actually grew up in Hines County, Mississippi. There were a lot fewer zombies, just to say. <laughs> but I so you're saying really you, you're saying you be Hines. I be wait, Hines. Be be, be like ha <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Thank that you. was terrible. Hines are good. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm becoming more and more convinced that uh, the, the, the writers who work at the CW are doing all of these shows specifically for me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. 
there first wow. you know there's the whole ring that grod campaign and 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 uh then in season two we had grod actually be in a bell tower i mean there's you know that's that's something and now we have Hines county mississippi the county that i grew up in being featured predominantly in an episode and so i'm i'm pretty much convinced that this show is for me specifically and no one else except for all the other people that watch it <laughs> except for all the millions of other people yes yes but but they're they're not as important as i am clearly clearly yeah uh, so episode starts off. We have a space pirate who is being, you know, doing space pirate stuff, and uh, he detaches from his ship, crashes into a field in Hines County, Mississippi, and promptly turns into a zombie after being discovered by Civil War soldiers, thus starting a zombie outbreak. This is a terrible thing because, as you know, zombies are an implacable, horrible, terrible fighting force because you, you know, they're, they're tough to kill. And uh, so our heroes, or our legends, we should say, uh, decide to go and fix this issue. So uh, this, this, to me, this is like a, a pretty heavy subject matter in direct contrast to pretty ridiculous subject matter. You, you have, you know, the Civil War and slavery up against <laughs> a zombie movie. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an interesting parody. Uh, what, what, what did you think about the, uh, the episode just overall? Uh, Kyle overall I mean it in comparison to the first three I thought this one was the the probably the weakest in writing but it was also like the most impactful in in terms of you know slavery and then what happened in the Civil War so but that's just my thoughts. I mean, I was still, I still watched the whole thing, of course. But uh, I, I, I didn't think it was like over the top. Holy crap! This is really awesome show. But yeah, it's it's it had its moments. Well, it was weird, right? Because yeah, you're right. You know, you you have this uh, the 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 zombie plotline and the civil war plotline. They were tied together, intrinsically linked, but they were just vastly different levels of seriousness yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of weird like I, I i liked it but uh i feel that the the storylines were kind of uh uh diametrically opposed i guess you could say will did yeah, you did I'm you feel of... the same way about about yeah, that I feel, yeah i feel exactly the same way um in in honesty i mean it, it was it was kind of like are you gonna do um are you going to do a zombie show or are you going to do, you know, a slavery show? They could have done this exact same episode with just the time pirate mucking up time. Why did you need to do this episode as the zombie episode? Like, why not do something else? I think it kind of undercut the the discomfort you would feel from like a slavery storyline involving Jax and involving Amaya and... It just it it almost seemed like it existed strictly to give Adam something to do on the ship, and Canary and Steel something to do when they're talking to Ulysses S. Grant, who kind of looks like uh, the boss from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> <laughs> so it did. It just seemed it it again. It's it's the writers' room. I love this show, but sometimes they make decisions I can't understand. Like. How this is not its own standalone around Halloween, maybe in 1942, you know, I don't get. 
Yeah. But because I mean, this this could have stood on its own with the slavery storyline, and Jacks, you know, heck, you could have done Twelve Years a Slave and had Jacks be just picked up and say, "You're now a slave." Yeah. And now what do we do? You know, and does history revolve around Jacks? Do we have to? You could have wrote it and said, "Hey, do we have to leave him behind?" Because history sees Jack. You know, they could have pulled up a newspaper that said Jacks was a slave in the past. You know, and different storyline, heavy, good, and you know, asks a ton of questions. I, I don't think they needed to work the zombies in this time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it was interesting. I, I, I liked the the fact that they didn't pull any punches on the slavery storyline. They did a really good job representing how horrible everything was there. And then you had this, like, crazy Dr. Stein, like, scared of zombies moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was really crazy, you know? So uh, I, I don't quite know exactly how, how I feel. Like, I, I like the fact that they went there, that they did that with the, with the slavery stuff, but I don't know exactly about everything else but i'm kind of jumping all over the place here uh so let's let's get back to to the main story and kind of figure out everything that happened there so uh our legends investigate the time aberration they come down and they're being chased by uh or or they, they find a man who is running from a group of confederate soldiers and then firestorm decides to you know heat things up lol and they <laughs> discovered that this man <laughs> that this man was running he was uh Oh, what was the term? Um, uh, cur- uh, courier? Uh, no. It was a specific kind of courier. Dispatch. Because- a dispatch, dispatch. Yeah. yeah. Which was, uh, you know, they, they, were, they were free black men from the north who would come and uh, operate as spies in the south to uh, transmit information to uh, the Union. And that's exactly what this man was doing. He was taking some troop movements from this uh, plantation home, or, or his, his mission was to go get the troop movements from a plantation home and take them for the Union. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. And so uh, he had gotten in the altercation, had gotten stabbed, and was about to die. And so they they do their research back on the ship, and they find out that this guy was actually responsible for delivering these troop movements to Grant, which allowed them to uh, to win the Battle of Vicksburg and uh, go on. The, the, that man had a, a school named after him, and so they decide to go ahead and uh, essentially complete this guy's mission. In lieu of the fact that there are zombies everywhere, so <laughs> so it's it's because <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's a day yeah, of work you know, at the legends office. It's, it's one thing to have to fight time aberrations, right? It's a completely different thing to have to fight time aberrations and zombies. But that just seems to be you know case in point, not case in point. Uh, 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 all in a, all all in a day's work for the legends here, just aberrations and weird space time technology future stuff. Well, but uh, yeah. so we, we have a nice moment though with Doctor Stein and in uh, uh, Jacks, where and this kind of starts the whole seriousness of of, of this particular storyline in the episode, where Doctor Stein is really concerned with Jacks having to go and experience the South uh, during the this, the slavery time, and, and this this was kind of the point in in my mind where I'm like, okay, this they they have a decision they can make here, they can either go. And use a bunch of tropes that have been used in a lot of different movies, or they can go and they can just tell what actually happened. Now, at, at this point in the story, Will, what were you thinking? Were you thinking that they were going to go and, and tell the whole, "Oh yeah, we have the benevolent slave owner," you know, thing that never actually happened, and 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 all of these different tropes that you see about how, oh, it wasn't all that bad during the Civil War. Um, what, what did you think? Did you think they were going to go that route, or, or did you think they were going to be brave and, and you know, <laughs> or not brave, but, you know, just actually tell it how it was? 
I, I think if this was pre two years ago and Best Picture was 12 Years a Slave, you know, I think they would have gone with the safe, you know, thing like that. But I think with the racial tensions where the country's at right now and and after, again, 12 Years a Slave made, you know, a bucket of money. And I think it was for Warner Brothers. Um, no, I wasn't surprised at all that they were going to go to the murder edge slavery storyline. Um it's like I said, I almost kind of wanted them to. I've been wanting them to do something like this with Jackson for weeks. Yeah. Because you're going to all these various places and, and having Jackson acknowledge it. Yes, yes. And go, great, do you think there's anywhere we go that I feel safe and okay? And it's like, okay, you've acknowledged my problem. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, I, I had a feeling they were going to go that route because, I mean, it's it's a good story to tell. It's a bit educational and it... it fits kind of in the political, you know, culture that we're in right now. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, every, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even, what you said. There's not much to say about it. There's, it's, it's exactly, it's, it's a, I mean, in, yeah, as you said, in today's culture, it's still, it still rings true, minus the slave, slavery, but it's the, the whole, like, the equal rights movement sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's what I can yeah. it. And I don't know if you guys remember the movie called The Patriot. Yes, love I The do. Patriot. Okay, but... I hated that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> How could you hate The Patriot? <laughs> I just it, it, it was you... full of these these like you know mythical tropes and things that just didn't really happen and and I mean there there are parts of it that were really cool. I like the fact that they accurately showed how cannons work. Uh, which is they bounce through lines of people and dismember it. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 yep. pretty horrifying. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the, the whole, like, these people aren't my slaves. They're here working on their own volition, but I don't, you know, and they, they love me and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it, I, I, that may have happened in, in certain areas, but, you know, back then the, the idea was that, you know, black people weren't people. And uh, th those are some of the issues that I had with that, uh, with that movie in particular. But, um, and, and when the, the dragoon came by, like, what was his name? Uh, in the Patriot, the, the, the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am Mr. Dragoon guy, but you know, it, it was, yeah, yeah. But you know, the, the benevolent slave owner trope was just something that you see a lot in, uh, in, in movies that did talk about that era. And, and I didn't I didn't put together the whole 12 Years a Slave kind of changing the game on that. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When you talk about these things and you give them the gravity that they need, you can kind of change the cultural perspective about it. And it's not like we're saying that, because uh, in some of those situations, it's, it's almost as if saying, oh no, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. But it's one thing to say, yes, it was like that. And we're you know we're, we're moving past that as a country and it's another thing to kind of like insinuate that it never happened and so i'm i'm just glad that they went that route not to insinuate that it wasn't bad or that it was awful but to show that it was just to remind us that this is stuff that you know we shouldn't do these things this is this is horrible i think they had to do that with mel gibson because he's the hero of the story you can't have him being you can't whitewash it and say i'm a south carolina plantation owner and so I don't have any slaves because I don't believe in slavery. You know, the only way you could go about it is to have him have slaves, but but they were land as freedmen. So he's not really a slave owner. He's just a very good businessman who also <laughs> wants to go out and 
kill the Redcoats and kill Tavington. Tavington! Tavington! Yes! There it is. Tavington. Tavington. <laughs> I quite come up with it. <laughs> uh, I'm like IMDB. Just call me IMD well. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, so yeah, I think with that movie, this isn't Patriot TV talk by any stretch, but I think with that you had to. I think you're right. 12 Years a Slave just... It changed the way we view slavery because it was so in your face. And don't get me wrong. I kind of look at that and I go, okay, maybe you might have also. It's hard for us to say if it went too far. Is it somewhere in the middle? I don't know. I, I, it's not really for me to know. It was awful no matter how you slice it. That's kind of why I wanted them to just do the slavery episode. Like, why do you yeah. need zombies? It seemed like that was the trope this time. Was yeah. We're going to do a slavery episode that's so serious. We need something, something fun. You know, and somebody was watching The Walking Dead and going, zombies. Get a bat, put some barbed wire on it. Let's go. <laughs> and then, you know, they killed two people, right, in that show? I don't know. I don't want they boiler. killed the slave owner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant the show. Walking Dead? Yeah, they killed two. Spoiler. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, there a lot of people died in, yeah. in this Legends episode, for sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so but I, I'm glad they went that route. I'm, I'm glad they did. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, we have this subplot of zombies. Speaking of which, uh, shortly after they decide to take on this mission, and Jax, you know, wants to go and and, and complete the courier's mission, uh, we find out that Mick gets dispatch. bitten. Dis- oh wait, what? He was a dispatch. Dispatch. A dispatch. Dispatch. Not a courier. And they even yeah, said that uh, in Patriot. So- He's a dispatch carrying a marked case in a time of war. You cannot kill him. That's what they used to call uh, him in the old days. There we go. But See, go on. Th- this is this is we're, this is truly is a history lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really neat. So, uh, yeah. So now to to go back away from the the serious aspect here, we have Mick get bit by a zombie, and then we find <laughs> out that Doctor Stein is terrified of zombies. Zombies. I, yeah. <laughs> don't don't say, say it. it. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> Walker. They like to be and, called walkers. Yeah, yeah. Or, or runners. I mean, because it depends on your zombie mythos, right? Because they could be walkers, they could be runners. I they did think that. I noticed that. I'm like, they should not be running. I'm used to walking dead zombies. They don't run. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless you're in the in the, the Dawn of the Dead, the remake by Zack Snyder. Oh, they were that? they ran. Yeah. Yeah. So and I guess, you know, twenty eight days later they're not technically zombies, they're more like rage monsters. But uh yeah, if I ever got caught in a zombie apocalypse, it better be slow zombies or I'm totally screwed. I'm not the fastest person in the world. Bell, Bell, I've seen body photos. I've seen my body photos. You and I ain't going to last long in this world, buddy. We, we <laughs> literally are their Thanksgiving turkey. They look at us and go, perfect. Go for him. <laughs> which which one? Uh, Zombieland. That's right. Like yes. the rules. Of, yeah, cardio. Uh, I have not practiced rule number one, so <laughs> I would not be... Very well suited to a post-apocalyptic zombie universe. Anywho, so we find out that Dr. Stein is terrified of zombies. And this is interesting to me because as a man of science, you know, he's, I'm sure he's like, oh, there's no possible way there'd ever be zombies. That doesn't make any sense at all. And then when he's confronted by the reality that, yes, in the future, they make zombie pills, I guess, zombie disease. That, that makes sense, right? Let's, <laughs> let's, make, let's make a bioweapon. It turns people into undead killing machines. That's a great idea. Well, it was a bioweapon, um, so they could have they could have dropped that on 
or they could have used some of like whoever's using it in the future, use it on some of their own men to go attack their enemies. And wow, then like that I'm... sucks. Never mind. What the yeah, heck? Yeah. Well, so what yeah, the they, they turn you into a zombie, right? You go and you yeah. kill the enemy, and then they unzombify you, but now you have bullet holes all in you. <laughs> like, how does that yeah. work? That doesn't make any sense. Who who creates this stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things where I was kind of like, hmm, what is the point of a zombie virus? Because you got to have dead people in order for it to work. Oh no, I guess I guess not because it turns people into dead people. Yeah, but it kills them before so, it does it. If it's anything like again, now I'm Walking Deadified, but I mean, in The Walking Dead, yeah. they die from the bite and then they become zombies. It's not like the right, zombie right. makes it. So, case in point, Mick was still alive when he got bit. Otherwise, that is dead. true. No. It's like it turns yeah, so you into a mindless zombie thing. Okay. None of it See, makes that's, sense. That's we the... really can't analyze that because it just isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, because well, I, I'm trying to figure out what zombie mythos this falls into, and, and it doesn't seem like it's an undead thing. It seems like it's more of a, a, a rage monster kind of deal. Right. Um, With red rings. Except... On... <laughs> no, sorry. Well, but except for the one... They, they, they cut off one of the zombie's heads, mm -hmm. and it was still like chompy chompy. Yeah. Because so, they didn't know what know. they wanted to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a kind of an example of sloppy writing a lot of the way through this whole episode was like, really, you're just you're just going to go for it. So we really don't know what kind of zombies these are. I mean, it was some kind of zombie plague that was made in the future, and I guess that's kind of neat. But, like, you know, you have your Romero zombies that are fast, and then you have your original Night of the Living Dead zombies that were slow, and you have your Rage Monster kind of zombies from 28 Days Later. Uh, I don't know what these are. They're like, I would have liked to have seen the Blackest Night zombies. Like, it's DC. How do you not Ooh. do that? Okay, like yeah, we have that enough would be cool, right? We have enough dead heroes. We have enough dead villains. Like <laughs> Arrow alone. Heck, season two of Flash alone. You know, to have the zombies come back and be them. Have Captain Cold and be Captain Cold be the leader, with Black Canary standing beside him. You know, it, and it also could have brought them back to the land of living. I would have loved to have seen them I go black as night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that idea. But they won't do it because they will not have Green, Air, Green Lantern on the Arrowverse. And I don't know why not. Is, is that something that they've come out? Because, uh, you know, they, oh, they said long ago there will never be Superman on TV, and now Superman's on TV. So I wonder, <laughs> was they, that one of those they, things that they said? They did recently come out, or Mark Guggenheim, whoever, said that Green Lantern will not be on Arrow. But that just tells me that it he won't be coming to any of the CW shows. Okay. I don't think they're yeah, going to do they, that, they, though. They, I... they do a lot of uh, like hints on Arrow. Oh, there've been hints, definitely. Well, there've been hints on Flash too. They, well, you guys they know did it on Flash. Yeah, you guys know that Berlanti did Green Lantern. The Ryan Reynolds movie yeah. was Berlanti. Like really? he, I think yeah. he wants to do Green Lantern, and I think he wants to do it right. Like, because he's come out and said, like, part of the problem of that movie was, you know, Warner Brothers had kind of a you know, the same thing that Snyder says and everybody else says that Warner Brothers kind of holds that with like a fist. Like, uh, I, I'd i like to sit there and say that I think the casting of Ryan Reynolds might have been dictated by the studio. I don't know. Like, because I think if you, had a, if you had Nathan Fillion in there, you had a hit. But be that as it may. Or if you would have had, or, 
Or if you would have had Ryan Reynolds be like Guy Gardner instead of Hal Jordan, it would have been yes. better. Yes. Hey. Yes. I'm, I'm a lonely civilian. No, I'm <laughs> with you on that. I mean, I wear a Green Lantern ring. Green Lantern's my guy. But I, I just would have liked to have seen a black, or maybe not a blackest night, but something where it reanimated the heroes that have died. You know, like we're back in the past and there's some sort of zombie apocalypse in, in, mid, you know, in Central City and we have to go. <laughs> they wasted it on the slave story, I think. And, and, and it sort of takes away the, uh, some of the uh, seriousness that the slave story was bringing about. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you had like a, a, a if it was like a, a, a scary sort of, you know, more serious take on a zombie thing, which I don't, I don't know how you make a serious take on a zombie thing. I guess Walking Dead kind of does that. Uh, they Boy, do they. It's more, you know, human tragedy <laughs> than it is a monster movie. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Uh, we, we have zombies in the DC universe. It, it would have been neat to see if maybe they just had at least like a, you know, a hint or a nod at it or something like that with like them coming back when they would be reanimate, have like, you know, for some reason have a black costume on or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or a ring, a ring that no one else could see. It was just very, you know, subtle. If you looked on their right. hands, you could see the ring. That'd have been, that could have been cool. Um, well, I mean, and just yeah, bringing so, them and, and saying that they're dead because, I mean, what you did was with this was because you had Mick live. Now, did the legends kill all of those Confederate? Could we save those Confederate soldiers? <laughs> like how many people did we just kill that would impact the timeline and the butterfly effect? Heck, we just threw a rock in the pond. <laughs> that's know? true. That's true. And, you know, I'm sure some people would say, oh, they're Confederate soldiers, blah, 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 you know who's worth saving them but let, let, let's be real you know it's like I, i'm sure some of my ancestors fought in the civil war on the confederate side i might not be here if we blew up all the confederate zombies <laughs> maybe so, that's what happened to bill maybe maybe <laughs> i am some kind of like weird time remnant or something <laughs> i don't know it, it just it just <laughs> this episode just seemed again just a little bit like they were like I think they wanted to tell the slave story. They're, they're sitting around the writer's room. I can see him being like, slave story. Somebody comes in and goes, man, that's a heavy, heavy story. We need something light. We need something lighthearted. Can we, how about a romance? No, nah, no, nah, it's too soon. And some, like I said, somebody's watching The Walking Dead over there. He goes, zombies, zombies, let's go. Make it happen. Yeah, he's sitting there not paying attention to the movie or, or, or to the writing room meeting, just like watching Walking Dead on his phone. He's like, Johnson, what are you doing? He's like, uh, 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 we, 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 we could put zombies in the episode. They're like, that's a great idea, Johnson. <laughs> You're promoted. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, so, that's a great idea, you, you tarnish it. <laughs> Sorry. You tarnish it, yeah. He didn't tarnish the episode. Though. He didn't tarnish the episode. Maybe that's why there are two writers. Because Guggenheim usually works alone. I kind of get the feel they're like, we have half an episode here. We have the slave episode and zombie episode. Put them together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was. They had, okay, we have 23 episodes. We wrote 24. We have this really intense story. And then we have a goofy zombie plot line. Let's just mash those two together to kind of like, uh, you know, sugarcoat the, 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 the seriousness of this one episode. And, and, and you tarnish it was like, sure. <laughs> Let's do that. And then Guggenheim's like, um, damn it. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Well, no, he actually is the museum. It's a, uh, the museum is actually sentient. Oh, that's, and it, it writes, it writes superhero TV. Listen, shows. we're not doing that. Doom Patrol TV talk. Okay. <laughs> going Grant Morrison on us. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Speaking 
of TV talks, perhaps we should. <laughs> well, try, I mean, try it. it, it. <laughs> I think we should talk about Ray because he. Wow, awful, poor Ray. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so at, at this point, uh, uh, a mix been bitten. They brought him back onto the ship, and uh, you know, raised this whole "woe is me." What do I do on the team? I have a genius level intellect and I'm the smartest person probably on that whole ship outside of Stein. What am I going to do to help the team? You can't think of something. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, make a cure. Like you use your scientifically gifted genius mind to come up with stuff, to do things. I was okay. Or create another Adam suit. I don't know. <laughs> Fabricate an Adam suit with your future tech ship that you have. Actually, you could also make lunch, which you did. He went He went away. There was one way to go. He made lunch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Welcome to Mississippi, where it's a balmy 53 degrees. And <laughs> Did you just turn off his comms? Yes. <laughs> Guys. 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 <laughs> Gideon's like, shall I pull up Minesweeper? I'm sorry. Gideon's like, shall I pull up Minesweeper for you, sir? No, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's funny to me because yeah, he's got a real big, uh, you know, not, what what is that complex called where you know he's just like super sad about everything that happens to him? Twilight. Twilight. Yes, I don't know. Twilight. Just Twilight. <laughs> But you know, like like he's a super genius. <laughs> Bell, Bell, shut up. <laughs> Go get yeah. a tan. And and it's like it's it's not like he can't. I mean, maybe he doesn't have the material to make a new Adam suit, but it's not like that's the only thing that you know makes him. Uh, it's the only thing he thinks that makes him a hero, but. You know, you're a genius. There's all sorts of things that you could be doing, and and of course, what he tries is to is to make a solution for this uh, zombie plague that that is now haunting their ship. So they, uh, the, what was the first batch that they made? It was like an injectable or something like that. It, it, it's something that went into his bloodstream. Yeah, he called it uh, subdermal. Okay, so yeah, some some kind of injectable solution that they could put in there. Uh, of course, that didn't work, and so now <laughs> you have Doctor Stein uh, and and and, uh, and Ray trying to find this zombie Mick. Which, which by the way, regular Mick is scary enough. Zombie Mick, no thanks. Uh, not, not don't want that. And uh, so that one doesn't work, and they have to now what aerosolize it? Yeah, yeah they... and somehow they got it into the uh, the. What is it? My mind just went br- blank. A fire extinguisher? Like a fire, fire extinguisher, yeah. Somehow they put that in there. I don't know how they did that, but they did that. They went to the props department, and they're like, all right, props, we need uh, we need that uh, you know aerosol distribution device we asked you guys to make. And they're like, oh, crap. Oh. <laughs> guys, we forgot to make the aerosolized distribution device. And they're just looking around the room going, um, um, uh, fire extinguisher. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Like, Works looks, for me. Yeah, it's like this looks an awful lot like a fire extinguisher. Well, no, no, it's a future, it's a future space time aerosolizer thing, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> it's anybody right? else. Has anybody else thought to themselves, you've got you know Jax and Martin walking and they're talking about Adam, right? 
and they're talking about all this stuff. And it's like, they're like, I don't know what we're going to do. What can we do for him? There's nothing to do. You just left the vault with the weapons. Here, go in there. <laughs> what What does Rip have? I, I, you know, I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said, it. go make something. Here you go. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting the fact that there's like, because, you know, I'm so, uh, my mind is, is just focused on the message that Barry has, and I want to know what that's all about. I keep forgetting there's just an entire arsenal full of, like, future tech space weapons in there. And <laughs> it's like, those could be useful. Like, Maybe. gosh, if only know. there was something we could do. If only we had some sort of, like, super futuristic weapon type thing that he could use. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, can you move that uh, default neuralizer over there to the rough? We got to go. Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. It's 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 crazy how you know fast you can forget about all this. You know, it's it's the message that Barry has, and not not the weapons that Rip has. Right, you know, we can forget about those. Those aren't important. There are no weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at, so at this point, we have Ray and uh, Doctor Stein trying to find a zombified Mick on the ship, but uh, Jackson has decided to go and steal this troop movements from a plantation right. and it's 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 he clearly did not do his research on how slaves had to behave in front of white people <laughs> back then and screws up immediately right uh by by by, by touching by touching someone and and uh you know that's very big no-no and so uh and, and and him just being like yeah i'm sorry it's never gonna happen again the guy was like don't talk back to me he's like dude i'm apologizing he's like what do you want me to do and of course they uh, decide to chain him up into the uh, was that a, I guess I guess a barn uh, in order to to punish him later with a couple other a couple other slaves that were um, uh, slavey. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, doing doing things that doesn't. Yeah, they, they, it shouldn't have resulted in them being chained up. But uh, <laughs> this 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 scene here was a was a really good thing because it, it kind of uh, uh, exemplifies the. Uh, gosh, why is my brain not working? Despite the situation that all those slaves were in, they were still able to be positive and to you know just be joyous and sing and and uh, that that I, I I like that they put that in there because like too. that you know it gave Jackson this this kind of uh, you know sense that uh, even though the in 2016 it's still not perfect. And, you know, it's probably, it may not ever be perfect, who knows, but, you know, just for him to see how it was just infinitely time, you know, in, infinitely worse in 1863 than what Jax has in 2016, they were still upbeat, because, like, that, that's, that was the whole thing, it's like, that we can't let them break us, we can't let them destroy us, and uh, I thought that was, that was cool, that was really nice to see, and uh, they use that in 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 a, in, a, in a good way to kind of uh you know because that was the thing that was happening back then is you know the 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 slave songs the the you know, like the gospel church came out of that uh, barbecue actually came out of uh of slavery like just making the best of what we had and to not let ourselves get uh uh destroyed by this horrible institution huh. but, uh, yeah know that about barbecue yeah it's because essentially what it was is uh you you would have these cuts of meat that the, the white people didn't know how to cook, didn't want to cook, and so they had to feed the slaves. And so it's like, we're going to cut all the best pieces of, of meat off of this animal, and we're going to leave the, the scraps for the slaves. And so the slaves came up with innovative ways to cook them. 
and that would be like really slow cooking and uh, low temperatures to soften the meat and, and uh, just make it freaking delicious. So uh, that was that's a pretty neat thing there. Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and so th- this this was this was a this was a neat uh, little. In that, in that one scene where we have uh, Vixen come in and uh, one of the slaves notices her amulet. Yes. And it turns out they're from the same region of Africa. I thought that was super cool. So did I. Oh. Um, yeah, like, because, you know, I didn't I didn't think about it at the moment. But, yeah, this Vixen is, uh, I guess, that, that title and that amulet's passed down generation to generation to generation. So surely in the 1800s there was a, a an equivalent that was protecting her tribe, right? Yeah, and I don't know why they don't call it the Tantu Totem. Because that's what it's called in the book. T-A-N-T-U totem. It's a, it's a totem. It's, it's what weird. Do they, what do they call it in the, the show? Just the totem? Or? I think they call it an amulet. Oh, the amulet. Okay. Yeah. okay. Huh. Now, did they mention Tantu? I don't think or so. Or did they... She... Uh, the, the slave who noticed it... She knew... Yeah, she used a different name for it entirely. Did she mention... She mentioned a region, I think. Uh, right. She mentioned the region, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But I thought that was cool how they tied that together, you know? I did too, actually. Well, and I think they did that so it pulls her in too, you know? Because she had had that moment earlier where she's just going to rush in and, you know. Yeah, and just try to fix things. But, like, in that situation, you can't really fix that kind of stuff with the way she wanted to. But, uh, and gosh, oh, man, like, that that scene where they're talking about how one of the slaves got... uh, uh, tried to escape and they caught him and and the you know what they did to him afterwards mm-hmm. brutal that's yeah and 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 that crap actually happened like it it's insane and uh you know so Jax is trying to rally them be like hey guys come on let's go we can get out of here and they're like no they cut off your manhood like I'm not down with that no. and I can totally understand that yeah and uh but but we had the uh the the one slave from the same area where Vixen was from be like no 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 we got Vixen here, so we good. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow you guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna be good. Uh, so, and th- this is this is the point where they break out. They're running back into the plantation home, and and this is another. There's another scene where I thought they could go and they could take the whole, uh, you know, the safe route, but instead they they kept it real. And that was the point where Jax and the slaves come into the plantation home to try to find the plans, and it's being overrun by zombies. And so Jax and the slaves are like, hey, let us help you. They're still willing to help. Right. Even though they've been under this, they, they, they understand the situation. They understand what's going on. They're still willing to do something about it. Exactly. And they, they, they went the right route, and they, and, the, and they had the slave owner guy say, are my slaves? What are you, an idiot? And it's like, well, all right. <laughs> You're going to get eaten. Congratulations. <laughs> Chomp. <laughs> because, cause, yeah, it's like, because that's actually how, you know, how it would have been. Right, uh, the zombies would have but, ate uh, the, the slave owner first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. You know, he, I'll he, edit it out later. It's just got to be said they like the white meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's I'm good. sorry. I know it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> take two. Yeah. <laughs> so we we have Jax uh, running into the building. And he, uh, they, they, they find the actual plans, and then uh, very uh, Django Unchained burn down the plantation home. Yep. And get the plans out of there. Uh, now, Meanwhile. what I didn't get. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, 
uh, we're 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 gonna jump back now to the ship because this is where things well, get kind of weird. Shouldn't we also talk about oh, Nate and, and Canary at some point? <laughs> you know, we hadn't even talked about them. That's we right. We haven't even talked about Nate and Canary they, yet. They <laughs> They're did like the something. plot of this episode. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> You know that, that yeah, that was crazy because that was the I guess that you know, we we had the A plot which was the the slavery line, the B plot which was the zombies, and then the C plot which was Canary and Nate. I didn't really like. I don't know if I just didn't follow that one as much. What did what what exactly happened in that one? Like her whole thing was she doesn't like giving orders to let people die. That's kind of what I picked up. <laughs> Kyle, what, like what what that that plot line just did not stick in my mind. Yeah, she didn't. Uh, yeah. She doesn't like sending people to their death, even though, hey, she was a, a League of Assassin. So, I don't know. It, I think she's starting to care a lot more about her friends ah. than just herself. Um, so, I think that's why it was hard to be like, Jax, why are you doing this? And, or, you know, why? And anything like that. Um yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that, it really that... was like a. Do we need this part? Again, yeah, they. <laughs> it was kind of like they wanted to give them something to do, so they go and talk to Ulysses S. Grant to try to, I don't know, hold him off so that they can get the dispatch and tell him what's coming, and it just seemed like. That's right. Yeah, because I. Yeah, they just didn't know what to do. I don't think they knew what to do with them. Like, all of a sudden, ah, we got to have the horde attack. You know, we'll have the horde attack General Grant. And, you know, and of course, I like that General Grant didn't listen to her. Like, he's kind of like, you're, you know, Nate had it right. He's like, I'll do the talking because you're yeah. a girl. And then he can't do the talking. And they're at gunpoint. <laughs> and she's like, I'll be right back. You know, if he says anything, shoot him. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that, that one just felt kind of sort of rushed in there. Like, in, in, And I guess uh, when they were looking at the aberration, they find out that the zombies overrun Grant's camp. That's kind of what they're there for, I suppose. Yeah. But that one didn't have nearly the impact of the other two story arcs, in my opinion. And I think um, they could have done better but... having both of them on the ship with Stein and Adam. And, yeah. you know, okay, we're trying to track this zombie down and four of us can't do it. Three of us with powers. You know, they could have gone that route, avoided this whole thing, have Jack's deal. They could have had the zombies attack the freaking plantation and they blow up the plantation. And, you know, left Canary and Nate on the ship. Right. 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 Yeah, that, that kind of would make more sense because now we have an issue where, you know, uh, Nate's going to go and sacrifice himself to blow up these zombies because they're running out of ammo. Apparently like like Grant's entire camp just like ran out of ammo. Sure. Okay. Whatever. But, uh, <laughs> and, and then so my point to that is they, they... how do you win that battle? You're supposed to win when you spend all your ammo on the zombies. True. Very true. <laughs> Again, shoddy, <laughs> shoddy writing. And, and, and I know like back then those, those weapons weren't that accurate, but didn't Nate, or Sarah tell them to shoot them in the head? Yeah. Well, they said get the sharpshooters. Go get your sharpshooters. We need sharpshooters. Yeah, yeah. And Grant's like, no, we can't waste them. Wow, great. Good idea. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but So they, they used the classic uh, Jurassic Park distraction technique 
which is to say, grab a road flare, has to be red, has to be red, <laughs> and then wave it and say, hey, over here, and then run. Except Ian, stop! <laughs> Ian, please! <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they use the Ian Malcolm method and not the <laughs> Alan Grant method, which the Alan Grant method is the right method. You throw the flare onto the box of explosives after you wave it and the zombies see it, right? Right. Uh, yeah, so they screwed that one up. However, this is the biggest plot hole of this entire episode. <laughs> Nate runs onto the box, turns to Mr. Steelman, sticks the flare into the box, kills all the zombies, zombies explodes. And they're like, oh, where, where is he? Oh, is, is he alive? Is he dead? Oh, there's movement. And then he gets up, and he's fully clothed. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's true. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they, they say show him turning into steel, and uh, his clothes are not steel. And then he blows up, and he's covered in zombie guts and stuff. Like, he was on top of the explosion. On top of it. Which I would think would mean that all of your clothes would be blown off. But That's apparently... That's exactly what's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then again, they all had clothes on. All the zombies still had clothes. It's a clothes. CW show for for goodness sake you can have a male take his shirt off and it'd be okay yeah you know show him from the waist up or something like that insinuate that his clothes were blown off because a it's funny and b it's what happens when you explode (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so so that was that was an interesting uh little little tidbit there but uh they they defeat the zombies zombies are exploded uh the plantation home has been burned they got the plans uh, everything is going great, and then Mick decides to make out with Dr. Stein. <laughs> I don't think it was totally that. You. Again. So, apparently... Uh, uh, Ray. Ray. <laughs> Where's Ray? Yeah, this, this, He's the one this I want all over the place. <laughs> So we, we we have our conclusion is uh, that that Ray's uh, aerosolized spray works, but not immediately. So like like we mentioned earlier, it brings up the question of you know should they have tried to save all of the other all the other people? Um, nah, screw them. I guess. <laughs> well, I think they said they did. They said you know we've used this, and so the only Confederates you'll face now are are live ones. She said ah, that at the end. Okay, so they. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so they did use it, I guess, to stop it, stop a plague. I right. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So that's good. So no, no more, no more zombie confederates. Uh, we got uh, the, the 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 troop movements taken to Grant and Jack's almost screwed up history and had a school named after him. You know, 160 years before he was born, <laughs> decided to adopt the name of the original uh, courier. What, what was it? No, it wasn't courier. It was a. Uh, Dispatch. Dispatch. He, he uh, adopted the name of the original Dispatch so that the timeline would be secured and the school that was named after that original Dispatch would be uh, would be intact. And, uh, yeah, so interesting episode overall. But as the as the episode draws to a close, uh, there's some things that, that, that happen that uh, really, really we, we, need, we need to speculate about. So, and, and the most important one there, but uh, we get to see... <laughs> Mick and, 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 and uh, what's his name? Ray. There we go. Gosh, my brain is just as the, 
it's just melting. I feel like it's right. melting in my head. Uh, so so Mick and Ray, they they have a, a a moment there where Ray's like, oh, I'm still woe is me. I know I saved everybody with the zombie plague that I created in a couple hours. That's super impressive. But you know that Ray doesn't seem to care because all he cares about <laughs> is his suit. And then we see Heatwave give Ray Captain Cold's gun. Kyle, what does this mean? It uh, means that Ray will become Captain Adam Cold. <laughs> Captain Cold Adam? Captain Abs- Cold Adam. Absolute zero, the speed or the, the, the temperature at which all molecules stop moving. Oh. Captain Up and Adam? Up and at them. The goggles, I do nothing. <laughs> That's the thing. How? Why? Why give him the gun? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it because once you see that uh, Cold is back, he's gonna either a want his gun back or b destroy it. Yeah, so, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how on board I am with this. With this, this uh, Captain Cold Adam, it's it, it may maybe if it if it if it does some some future struggle like in the where you know Captain Cold does come back and sees that hey why is this dude using my gun and there's some kind of uh, uh, conflict about that I could see that being interesting but I don't I mean Ray's a genius he makes something else make your own thing don't don't take the gimmick of uh, one of the most beloved rogues of the Flash you know what I mean or. Or he could use the components that's inside the the cold gun and start to make his own atom suit again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that thing can freeze to absolute zero. There's that's got to be useful could, for something, right? Yeah, you could reverse engineer it to you know shrink. So yeah, you know it's interesting. What if? Because you know when when stuff gets cold, it shrinks. What if <laughs> instead of him, <laughs> what if what not no, no, bear with me here bear with me here what if it's not Sorry. Ray using the gun to use the gun like a cold gun but it's going to be Ray using the technology in the gun to make instead of a dwarf star matter shrinking suit a shrinking suit that shrinks because he gets cold you know what Will. OG science it'll work yeah, OMG science, no, right? No, no, it won't. And I'll tell you why. Speaking as a fat man, if I thought I could make my stomach smaller by just putting an <laughs> ice cube on it, I'd do it. No, no, no. It only works in one specific region, and this isn't that type of show. <laughs> <laughs> he uses the suit the first time. He's like, all right, let's do this. He pushes the buttons, and nothing happens. And he's like, uh oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And he time comes back out the suit. Time. Yeah, he comes back out the suits in a dumpster. He's like, "That's not that. That, that was a terrible idea." <laughs> He's like, and Mick's like, "Talk about your all-time backfires." <laughs> yeah. So, so, but yeah, Will, what do you think? Do you think he's going to use the gun, or is he going to like uh, harness that technology in it for some purpose other than to actually just have a gun? Like, well, I mean, because he's not going to be the next Captain Cold, because it's always Captain Cold Heatwave. They use the guns. It's you know the, the the fire and ice, that kind of you know dichotomy and stuff. There. I mean, what what do you what do you think it's going to? Why 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 would Mick give him the gun if not to use it to as a yeah. gun? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's. I think Mick's thinking that, which. Okay, maybe this might lead to Ray figuring out how to make the belt, but 
I think at first I we're gonna see we're gonna see Ray in a parka next week. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna see Ray in a parka. There's gonna be a parka, and he's gonna be in it. And he's gonna try to be Captain Cold, and then Mix to go. I made a mistake. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> and then I mean, Mick just, kills him. Yeah, it's hopefully. It, eh, just give him the shoot. Give him the belt. Just give him the ability to shrink. What what is the problem here? See, like, I, why are we giving him Cold's gun? Yeah, because I mean, it's not to piss off Cold when he arrives, which is the only reason it exists. Yeah, you gave him my gun. You know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I was hoping. I know we talked about this in the uh, Samurai issue uh, or issue episode last week uh, when he, you know, Ray was caught in the explosion, and I was hoping maybe that there's something with that that they would kind of hint at at the end of the episode where you know uh, Ray starts to feel weird or something like that, or maybe like. Uh, his hands shrink. <laughs> it's just something <laughs> weird. I don't know, but that wasn't the that wasn't the route that I thought they would go. The the because that the, would be good writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't I don't want Captain Cold to be replaced by Captain Adam Cold or Cold Adam or or whatever the heck they're gonna call him. It's just. I don't know. I don't think that that's going to be a good move unless he uses the cold gun and the technology in the cold gun to make the belt buckle to, to give himself the ability to shrink. Maybe, but just him replacing Captain Cold, you can't replace Captain Cold. That's first off. You can't replace nope. him. And un unless this has some conflict with Captain Cold in a future episode, I think this is a bad idea. I think that's where they're going to go. I think it's literally so Captain Cold can show up and go, you gave him my gun? Why did you give him my gun? <laughs> That's the only thing it can be. Yeah. You know, it's 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 ridiculous otherwise. I mean uh, Yeah. There are there are problems. <laughs> and yeah. I mean I love this show. I love podcasting about it. There's problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, nothing's perfect, I suppose. Yeah, I mean you also gotta wait for the payoff to know, but that's where the, all the speculation comes into play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What gets people talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people talking about some of the, the, the shipping it looks like they're trying to do in this uh, episode. There are a lot, a, lot of, a lot of relationships, right? Like, And, and I know it's, it's not my favorite thing about the show. It's not my favorite thing about any of the CW shows, but a lot of people like it, and so they're going to put it in there, and that's okay. That's fine. As long as I get my, you know, OMG science and my, you know, super speed and my weird time travel stuff, I can, I can deal with some shipping. But uh, there were several two two primary ones that we're going to talk about and a couple other ones are just funny uh <laughs> vixen and jacks they seem to they, they seem to come together and and, and have like a, a a touching moment there where they're from two different time periods and they go to another time period uh to kind of come closer together uh kyle you think they're gonna you think they're gonna blossom a relationship there i think they're just gonna be friends i don't want them i don't want any relationships on the ship ever again it didn't work out the last time. Doesn't need to happen again. <laughs> Will, what do you think? I don't know. I think they're trying different things, you know, and I, I think they want to have that romance because, you know, Arrow had it for a while and, you know, Flash, it, it's the key. It's part of the Flash's DNA. So I think they keep trying to put, like, you know, Canarian, like Canarian Steel. Like, she looks so concerned about Steel. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, and and let's not forget, you know, Stein and Mick had chemistry. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Did I just try to make out with you? <laughs> and he's like, yes, you did. Continue. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of chemistry. No. Yeah, you know, but it, it, it's, yeah, you're right. You know, it's, I don't know if they're trying to throw in relationships because it's integral to a lot of the other CW shows or in this particular episode, especially with Canary and Steel, if that was just uh, a, a plot device to kind of show her being reluctant to send people to their deaths and things like that. It's true. That could be um, it. But but I, I I totally ship Stein and Mick, man. <laughs> I think I think Ray and Mick might have but, but, might have. <laughs> yeah, you Mick's know, kind of crush on Ray. Yeah, Mick, Mick sort of you know he dropped his whole Stein thing and went straight for Ray when he's like you know, I've never given anybody anything before, but this is my old boyfriend's gun, and I want you to have it. <laughs> hey, let me give you my blue gun. <laughs> Maybe this will warm up my cold heart. I don't know. Uh, that just got awkward. Yeah, yeah. This, this, and maybe that's where Rip is. He's he's messing around with Gideon. <laughs> yeah. In the time stream, something. That's another thing. We still, we hadn't seen anything from Rip in two episodes. Well, we had feedback on. We had feedback on that actually. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a good way to segue into our. Listener feedback bump insert Listener here. Feedback. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, Will, uh, what, uh, what, what's, what's our listener feedback for this week? Well, on our Facebook page, which you can find on Facebook, look up Legends TV Talk. Uh, Ross C. Campbell, no relation to Geller, um, wrote in and said, the legend, he wants us to talk about um, if the legends figure out a way to find Rip Hunter, but they need the help of another time traveler. Gideon very reluctantly takes them to Michael John Carter, otherwise known as Booster Gold, who was rumored to be on the show, I think, this year. And his robot oh, okay. sidekick and his robot sidekick Skeet, voiced by Billy West, which I enjoy. And in their travels, discover that Booster is actually Rip's father, which is out of the comics. So Huh. I like well, it. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, uh, we need time travelers to find a time traveler. Right. And now, Will, you were saying that that's actually from the comics, the fact that Booster Gold is uh, Rip's father? Yes. So, that's yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. That that actually sounds like a pretty pretty, pretty good theory there. Um, I, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> but the question is, like, when are they going to be able to fit that in? Because, I mean, we, we've gone three episodes without any mention of Rip whatsoever. They've only very slightly talked about the message that Barry had. Uh, do you think the message that Barry had, well, he was talking about a war or something like that. Uh, it's probably not to do with Booster Gold. Maybe Rip is trying to find his father and just left the ship. I don't know. Lois, <laughs> oh, it could be a boat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, thanks for the feedback there, Ross. Uh, that's that's actually really a really good, really good theory there. I wonder, oh, yeah, it sounds like that might be something they actually do. Yeah. Fortunately, though, it looks like we're out of time. However, but if you want to submit feedback and keep in touch with us while we travel a time stream, here's how. You can follow me at Ring That Bell on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me, Kyle, at KyleKrause89. You can follow me at WR Benson on the Twitters as well. But if 140. Wait, no, I can't do that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> every week. Every week. Every... Uh,. <laughs> You can also email us at show at legendstvtalk.com. Uh, and if you like this show, check out some of the other TV talk shows. 
Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, and Flash TV Talk with Bell. And while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review. We'll read those reviews on the show. And don't forget, you can also download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player. And as always, you stay classy, multiverse. And fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Go fuck yourself, Spectrum. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Spectrum, for real. Oh, man. Oh, oh God. And we're good. We survived. And we're we're clear. Oh, my God. Hello, gentle listener. It is I, Will. And as you've probably heard, throughout this show, we talked about Spectrum, the lovely cable company that caused us all sorts of technical difficulties this week on our show. This is actually my real voice. The other one is the American accent I put on for you chops. Anyway, what follows is a behind-the-scenes look of what happens when my computer, router, or cable internet modem, whichever you'd like, goes tits up. So here is what Kyle and Bell say about me when I'm not around. Thank you for listening. Please go to our website, Facebook page, iTunes, or wherever else you think you could find us, and have a good day. Well, with Spectrum at our heels, trying to ruin our podcast. Did we, did we lose Will? We lost Will again, I think. Did we? It says uploading MP3. Yeah, it's been like that for a while, but it's... <laughs> Spectrum! <laughs> uh. Nope. When you're editing this, please keep that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, we're still recording, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for the outro. We'll do that. Yep. At least we, it's going to come in like sections, this, as this edit. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's timestamps on the, uh, on the files, because otherwise that could be miserable. Um, kind of. Yep, we lost them. Uh-oh. Is it still recording? It is. It's still recording. Okay. But, I mean, this is nothing we can really use because we don't have our third co-host. <laughs> right. Uh, nope. Yep. There we go. Did I just hear Will? No, that was me. Oh. Maybe. Uh... Crap baskets. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. Godzilla.